The following is an at-will presentation. I lie to people about books that I'm reading. I tell people I'm reading famous novels and bestsellers, but I haven't read a single one of them. That's right. It's our first anniversary at The Secret Room. Thanks for the shout-out, Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Ben Ham. Let's go. The Secret Room received an email recently from Mark in Ottawa with a secret that, very broadly speaking, is one many of us feel. It's about not really fitting in. But for Mark, why is another question. The secret isn't really apparent from the outside. Mark's over 40, been married over 20 years, and has three kids. We're like any typical family. We have our ups and downs, but um, we are a pretty close family. Like our daughter had cancer a few years ago, and it, it kind of pulled us all together. My goodness, is she okay? She's okay. Mark's got a steady job. I drive forklift mm -hmm. for a living, and I actually work in a freezer. And a fun gig to tend to in spare time? I DJ a little bit on the side. But since childhood, there's been a deep secret no one else ever knew, until a year and a half ago. It's a secret kept very close, because to expose it would mean changing everything. I've got a tattoo that represents a secret that I've held since childhood. The tattoo that represents the secret is emblazoned on Mark's forearm. It's nice. You should totally check it out. It's on our Twitter feed at SecretRoomPod or at Facebook.com slash SecretRoomPod. We talked at 5.45 a.m. over Facebook Messenger, because, you know, we're that cool. Also, it happened to be a good time to talk privately. Well, I normally get up at this time. Uh, I take my wife to work, I drop her off, and then I come back home, and then I just lay down for about an hour and a half before I actually have to get up for work. Hello? Good morning, Mark. It's Ben. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining me in the secret room. Oh, for sure. How would you describe yourself? Like, how does the outside world see you? Um, outside world kind of sees me just as a regular family guy. I don't have a lot of close friends. I'm so just really close with my my kids and my see, and they would see me as like I, the quote the nice guy. Now I find it really interesting that your secret is reflected in your tattoo. Can you describe it for us? It's what would be called a modern pinup girl. You know, a really nice looking woman, not naked, of course, but just really nice looking woman um, that looks really good. And of course, you sent me a picture of the tattoo and it's it's really it's really beautiful. I, I want to know who your artist is. Thank you. <laughs> so the woman on your arm, she has short orange reddish hair. She is striking a sexy pose for sure. And it looks like she's holding something over her shoulder. Oh, um, oh those are headphones. Yes. I DJ a little bit on the side. So that kind of represents you in a way. Yeah. Can you tell us what else the tattoo reveals to the world if one were just to know and look deep enough? The tattoo actually represents um, uh, the female side of me. Um, it kind of re represents, I always felt like I was uh, a girl. I can't present that to the outside world at this point in my life. So this is a way for me to do that. Wow. So that is, that's your way of, of revealing your secret to the world without really telling anybody. Exactly. Exactly. 
Can I post a picture of your tattoo? Yes. And it is, it is beautiful. Is that how you wish the world could see you? Or is that how you would like to present yourself? I know it kind of looks like it's like over sexy or anything, but it's just more like the overall representation is just a symbol for what resides within me. Who, who knows your secret? Is there anyone who knows you're transgender? Well, right now there's probably three people that know about it. My wife knows and my brother knows and my daughter knows. Are they supportive? My daughter is and my brother is. For my wife, it's, you know, she's trying to be supportive. It's just that she, if I was to go through and follow this, you know, transition or whatever, Mm -hmm. she couldn't live with that. And it's been extraordinarily difficult in our marriage. It's probably been a year and a half since this all came out. And I mean, we swing from kind of acknowledging or not acknowledging that it's there. It's hard for me to deal with, let alone trying for her to deal with. So it's been a big strain in the in our marriage for, for the last about year and a half, two years. And what do you think the prospect is for your marriage? I'm still not entirely sure if we're still going to make it together. I mean, we love each other, so... It's whether this can be, we can overcome this, I'm not sure. When did you first know? I've really felt it since long as I could remember. I just always felt something was off. And who was the first person that you told? I actually told my family doctor, as a matter of fact, and I just said, I need to talk to somebody. And fortunately, there's a transgender clinic for people in the neighboring town. Went to several counseling sessions with them over a period of months. Uh, so how did your doctor react? All he just said is, okay, um, we'll get you set up with a therapist. He's really cool about it. Really cool. And so you went to therapy. What came out of that? I came out of there realizing that any any change that might be made or I have to make are entirely up to me. There's no pressure. I also figured out that at this point, I'm not willing to sacrifice my family and my work. It probably hurt my family. I know it probably hurt me professionally, so... It's choosing lesser of two evils, I guess. Do you think it would be easier to transition at an earlier age? If I could go back 20 years, 25 years, I probably would have made the made those changes. But having a family and everything and a life that I've already built, that's really hard to give up. What about the notion that this is who you are? It's your true identity. You should be free to pursue this. And anyone in your life who loves you really just needs to get the heck on board. I mean, I thought of that. In the end, I do know that the people closest to me, like my kids and, and even my wife has said that she would be able to accept it, but it wouldn't be like in a husband-wife situation. Oh, it would mean divorce for sure. She couldn't live with another woman. I work in a very male-dominated industry and really kind of a small company that's really a lot of alpha males in there. They would probably mean I would have to leave. Did your parents ever, ever know? I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness when I was um, fairly young. I was doing a little bit of cross-dressing, just trying to find some sense of identity. I didn't have a lot of friends or anything like that. And I know my mom found a few things at one point. I mean, I had it hidden and then I come, I went to go to get the stuff and it was gone. Mm-hmm. 
nothing was ever said. And so today, are you able to present in any way as a woman? No. Do you cross-dress? Are, are you able to go out? I have the space here and within my own house, but outside of this place, no. Other than little things like if I want to, you know, I can paint my nails or something like that, like my toenails or something like that, just that nobody can see. And your wife sees you cross-dress at home and maybe your daughter too? Or is, no. or is it just totally private? No. Totally private. Yeah. Um, have you found any, any support groups online, people you're able to talk to? I, I posted something on Whisper. I don't know if you're aware of that app. Mm-mm. You know, they kind of give me some guidance and, you know, talk, help me talk through things and stuff. So that's all. And what's your transgender name? I kind of coined a name for Maddie. Maddie. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. She is as much a part of me as the Mark side. Everything that I do, she flavors that. I understand that this is the the prospect of going through a transition would be a huge lift. We've talked about that. If that day comes, how do you see that transition taking place? That's tough. Uh, it would mean striking out on my own and starting off from scratch. It would just mean a great big upheaval. I know if I do make those sacrifices that there will be something on the other end. I just don't know if I can go through and give up the things that I have now. You know, it's a big burden to carry, not being able to be your true self every day. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. <laughs> yeah. The first thing that they say when, when a baby is born, is it a boy or is it a girl? You know? And it's such a fundamental part of who you are. I've read where people think this whole trans thing is a fad or and how it's a choice. Mark, you've been you've been married over twenty years, but you only told your wife in the last couple of years. How did it come up? I remember that very day. We had been having quite a few problems. We were having another argument. We we're sitting in the car actually. I just kind of said, I got something I need to tell you. She thought I was going to say like I was cheating or something like that. I just said it. She couldn't say anything for like two minutes. It was like I could hear the my heart pounding in my ears. And it was like one of those surreal moments where everything kind of just the outside world kind of ceases to exist. And you're caught in this one moment that just seems to last forever. But it was something I knew I had to tell her. I mean, she had a right to know. She's went through a lot of the same things you would go through if you're grieving somebody. It wasn't easy. And it still isn't, still extraordinarily difficult for us to even talk about. And so did you tell your daughter before or after your wife? Well, I actually told her before. My daughter and I are really, really extremely close. My wife and my daughter and I were up having a few drinks. My, my daughter's older. I had kids young. My wife went to bed. She was tired. And I was just sitting up there and it just alcohol makes loosened tongues. And I just kind of came out with it. <laughs> She was really the first person I told, not my doctor, it was actually her. And how did she react? She was really supportive. That's great. She just said, Dad, I love you, and whatever you want to do, you do. I'll be here. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you did a good job with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been through a lot with this. What have you learned? What can you share with us? We all have something that, that we don't want to face. 
because it's hard or it's painful. You have to be honest with yourself. This is something I should have been honest with with my wife from the get-go, but I just didn't want to acknowledge that this part of me existed. I just wanted to try to make it go away. So we know this is a closely guarded secret. Why did you want to share it here in the secret room? I just want other people to know that are in the same situation that I am in, that it's okay, that there's nothing wrong with you. We're just another flavor in the human crayon box. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> the other thing I want people to know, I actually would like to be just like anybody else. Most people don't go through their life thinking almost every day who they really feel like, what gender are they. These aren't choices that people make because they want to. I thought of many times of wanting to commit suicide because how do you deal with something like this? Your gender identity is such a core thing. And when you can't conform or you try to conform and you just feel like you don't, it causes a lot of pain. And you can't be open about it either. Not without great personal cost. It's extraordinarily difficult. And I want people to know that. Well, if they didn't know, they do now. Maddie, thanks a lot for sharing your story here in The Secret Room. Oh, for sure. Hey, Dahlia. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, how nice to have you back in the secret room. I wouldn't miss our one-year anniversary message, day, tweet, episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, it's been 13 months. We missed our anniversary by a month. Yeah, we weren't paying attention. Yeah. I was a little distracted. You have been, and then I've been working <laughs> oh so hard without you here. So, yeah, so we that's our You've excuse. been doing a great job riding that pod horse <laughs> all by yourself. <laughs> it's been hard without you. I know, well, the baby won't let me. I mean, unless you guys are okay with a whole bunch of tracks with baby screaming in the background. Well, I wouldn't complain, because it means you'd be, you know... Doing half the work. Nah. Few, few baby screams are fine by me. <laughs> this pod horse is galloping, my friend. I'm trying to hold on. You're doing a great job. Thank you. How's it going with the baby? Oh, she's good. She's talking up a storm. I'm pretty sure that she is going to be the one of those kind of kids that just never stops talking. Yeah. And is always asking kinds of questions and things like that. So. Right. Yeah. I love it, though. That baby's all consuming, huh? Seriously. She's so cute, And it's like she doesn't even... She's adorable. She doesn't even do that much. But it's like it's not physical energy. It's mentally taxing for me all day to have to watch her. Right. But whatever. It's worth it. I have a picture that you sent me. Do you mind if I post it? Which one? It's a picture of you and your sweet baby. I think she's tugging on your (laughs) t-shirt. She does that. Yeah. Okay, That's I'm going to post it. People can find that at facebook.com slash secretroompod or on my Twitter feed at handpod. But That's with two M's. Dahlia. What? We fed our first trailer on February 20th, 2016, about 13 months ago. Breakmaster Cylinder provided the theme. It was in our very first trailer and he's been an integral part of every show and we always get comments from people saying how wonderful the music is and blah 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 breakmaster this breakmaster that he really does add so much richness to the show and he's been so awesome and we love him 
Yes, you and I do debate on how much music we use in the show. However, we don't debate on whose music we use. And actually, we go back further than a year with Breakmaster because I think we went through like a three-month period prepping for this show. Yeah. It was so much fun working with him to develop the theme. It wasn't just like, hey, Breakmaster, you want to write us a theme. We we developed it with him. We were emailing back and forth. We weren't allowed to talk to him because he's so darn enigmatic. You know, it was all by email. And then you and I had like, you know, creative discussions, very passionate. We almost, I mean, like it almost (laughs) broke our friendship, really. The podcast (laughs) was like almost doomed from the beginning but uh but then we hit upon this great theme and and uh breakmaster is really awesome so yeah the end all right well it's time for my baby to do her bedtime routine so i'm gonna go thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the secret room here are a few seconds from the next show He had heard a voice a couple of times coming from our spare bedroom. There was one morning where I woke up and I was by myself and I thought I heard something and I, it was so unsettling, but I like got up instantly and I was like, I'm going to go find something to do outside of the house. Breakmaster Cylinder provides our music. Dahlia Beta is a mommy. Margie Cook contributed to this show. And future guest Nina is coming up in some bonus content when I get through with all this credit stuff. Here are some important secret room facts. My Twitter account is at HamPod. Our website is secretroompodcast.com. When you're there, click on the share a secret button to pitch your story. And you can find us at facebook.com slash secretroompod. I've posted a picture of Mark's tattoo and of Dahlia and her baby for one and all to enjoy on our Twitter account and on Facebook. Hear all about Dahlia and her road to the delivery room in episode 27. Stay subscribed and spread secret joy by leaving us a five-star iTunes review and by telling all your friends to binge this podcast now. Thanks a lot for listening. I'm Ben Ham, and this is The Secret Room. Pod on. Bye. Pod on. Pod on. (laughs) And here's a little bonus content for you. Mark, you're not alone, of course. On the very same day you were in the secret room, Nina, also from Canada, coincidentally, entered the secret room. Her secret's about a couch and some things that happened there, and we'll hear that one soon on the podcast. But she and I talked a little bit about your story, since it was fresh in my mind, and I was thinking about how to present it. Here's Nina. Wow. So it's his secret right now, I guess. That's I guess unbelievably challenging. I can't imagine having to go through that kind of cultural metamorphosis like he, he's always been this way yeah and his daughter's been particularly supportive i have a coworker actually whose daughter transitioned there was a transition for him and his family and everything else and he took time off work just to get her through that i said oh how are your daughter's doing he goes you know what thank you so much for never making me feel weird about that did she have a hard time that must have been a process i think so he took i think six six weeks off just to you know be at home and and you know, help her through issues that she was having and, you know, just being there strong for her, right? So he's a great dad.